Welcome to Chaos to Control, the podcast that's dedicated to helping you navigate that ever-changing landscape of business and remote work. Hello, I'm Tiqua Scarborough, your host, CEO of Powerful Assistance. Joining me are my lovely co-hosts, fellow Chaos Coordinators and team members, Casey, our Director of Operations, and Cora, our Operations Manager. In each episode, we blend insightful strategies with a conversational touch to empower you to adapt, pivot, and thrive amidst the chaos of today's work environment. Whether you're a small business owner, a CEO, or someone looking to make the most of remote work, this podcast is your go-to resource. Anticipate the unexpected, even prepare for it, as we dove into success stories, case studies, and actionable insights that you can apply to your own business. We're here to equip you with the knowledge and the tools you need to stay ahead in today's dynamic business world. So whether you're tuning in during your commute or your well-deserved coffee break, thank you for choosing Chaos to Control as your source of inspiration and education. Let's get started on this journey from chaos to control, one strategy at a time. Welcome back, everyone, to episode two, Unlocking Success Through Delegation. We are your hosts, Tiqua, Casey, and Cora. So welcome back. Hey, so on this episode titled Unlocking Success Through Delegation, we are going to cover a few different topics. And last month, we talked about the common fears of delegation. This month, we're talking about unlocking success through delegation, which leads us into our next month's topic, which is all going to center around the importance of delegation in business. So on last month's episode, we talked about the common fears, which were loss of control, less in quality, and just avoiding burnout, like not wanting to delegate to anyone because either you don't know where to start or you feel like you're going to lose control of your business. But we made a pretty big point that either way you lose control, you just decide, are you going to lose it to someone that you can train and trust within that role? Or are you going to lose it because of burnout? And so we are going to give some tips and tricks on how to unlock the success through delegation in this episode and conquer those fears. So Tiqua. Question number one, how can effective delegation benefit businesses? Okay, so we're going to talk about three points today. So the first point that I want to talk about is delegation, how delegation frees up time for us as CEOs and also focus on high impact tasks. I'm just going to give an example. When we are CEOs and we have to delegate, we delegate to our routine administrative tasks. And that really takes about 40% of our time, statistically said. And to an executive virtual assistant, an executive virtual assistant is an expert at doing administrative tasks. So they can dedicate more time to be able to take care of those tasks while you're working on strategically planning the business developing and also decision-making. So when you hand off those routine admin tasks to executive virtual assistants, it's like waving a magic wand. Suddenly, you got time to dive into those high impact stuff. There's no more drowning in emails and they can focus on 
you can focus on nurturing your key relationships or exploring new market opportunities. Another point is just allowing businesses to tap into specialized skills. So what I see and what has changed a lot in the business over the last year with Empower Pro Assistance, which if you are just tuning in, is a virtual assistant agency, we saw the great shift in executive assistance to business support. Everyone seems to have gone into like those entrepreneurship journeys or they've gone into executive roles and the workplace has become a lot more flexible. So most people, when they start delegating, it actually was a lot more than just administration. They really wanted a right-hand person, someone to support them in their business and keep them on track and to free up their time to focus on their zone of genius. So that's what we at Power Pro Assistance do as well as other virtual assistants or executive assistants do, which is free up those CEOs or executives time to focus on those, their specialized skill set. They can do that by delegating specialized skill sets more than just administration in some cases. So if you, for example, see someone on your team that excels in social media tasks when you assign that to them, but maybe it's at the administrative level and they're showing an interest to learn more about that department, really investing in that person and allowing them those opportunities to grow and learn so that they can take on those specialized skill sets. And then that not only frees up the 40%, like Tiqua was mentioning, of your administrative load, but also eventually letting go of other departments as well. Exactly. So before, Corey, you move into the next point, I just wanted to you made an example of social media. So I also want to make an example of maybe you're in the healthcare as well. So when you effectively delegate and enables our business to access, like uh, Casey said, expertise that are not available within your core team. So for, for us, as you can see, you have Casey here who is operations. She started out as a executive virtual assistant. Now she is the director of operations. Uh, Cora started out as the support and now she's the operation manager. So for small businesses in healthcare sector, you can delegate it's like, say for example, you need digital marketing. You can delegate that digital marketing specialty to a specialized agency like us. Well, we're not a digital, but we are an agency. Now their marketing campaigns are on fire because they hired for that special, special specialized skill set. And they got a team that knows the ins and outs of their industry. They use this marketing, they use their marketing tools to boost their business to new heights. So that's what's happening to specialized skills through delegation look like. And so in regarding to delegating with the team, this is where you're also going to learn how to spot out your leaders. I don't believe leaders are born. I believe that they are created. And the only way they can be created is by doing. And a lot of that is going to be by trial and error. And what is the best place to do that then in the business? Because really, if we're being honest, it's a lot of trial and error. There's going to be things that work today that don't work tomorrow. But when you're doing delegation to a team, you're learning how there are some people that are written. You can give them something written and it's great. I learned that ain't me. 
I am audio. Give me an audio recording and I can replay it. I can stop it. I can do the steps. And if you give me an audio and a video, it's even better. You learn not only just your teammates' styles, but you learn their different techniques. And then it also helps you understand your consumer a little better because we are not all created equal. So, but it also helps build a community. Like no one business can really grow by themselves. I know everybody say I did it by myself, but like, if we're being honest, you had it, you got it somewhere. Like somebody helped you out along the way. But it's even better with a team because what we've learned is I may say, I may give a direction and I'm like, oh, this direction is amazing. I killed it. And then they're like, that don't make no sense. And you're like, yeah, it does. Yeah, to you, because you know the ins and out, but in support, they used to laugh at me because I would be a naggy Nancy. Now, I knew the ins and out, but I would intentionally act as though I did not know the ins and out because with us, support doesn't have all the the pieces that maybe our client manager may have. And so I needed the client manager to understand that you still have to give them the why, the who, the what. They need the same investment that you need to know to complete this task. It's more than just, here's the task. Okay, but where do I find the task? How do I know that this, what defines this as success? And so we got to learn all those different nuances that you kind of overlook because it's, Create me a post. Okay, well, well, do you want it blue? Do you want it black? Do you want a picture? Do you not want a picture? So it learned, I had, we learned how to do communication skills. So if you, I'm an introvert and I love to hide and they'll be like, oh no, come on, give me some, give me some info. And you're like, but it just, doesn't it make sense? And Tico and Casey be like, yeah, it makes sense to us. But what if we give it to somebody else? Well, would they be able to understand it? And so you begin to realize how fast I can do things. I started when I first started, Casey used to crack up because I'd be like, this takes forever. Now she gives me stuff and I'm like, it's done. And she's like, what? But that's because I learned her work style. She learned my work style. But then we also was able to find out there's I'm not graphics. I'm not design. I can do it. I will do it if it is for the power of the team. But please don't give me that. That is not my lane of genius. I'm not going to want to do it. However, you give me a program and you want me to do some research, Casey be like, so I'm going to pass this off to Cora because I know she's going to do it and this is her lane. I be like, Casey, I need the graphics for this program. Can you? But we learned how to ask the right questions. We learned to what's her strength, what's my strength. And then I'd be like, Tequa, so how do we put this all together? Here you go. And she'd be like, she does the final magic. But you notice the CEO only has to do now the last 20% instead of doing the whole 100% because she has a team that can take on the more detailed parts while she just gets to come and do the the overlay. And that's essentially what you want. You want to be able to work efficiently so that you're not having to do everything, but you know who your power players are. And sometimes you may have someone on tap that you may not need them all the time. They're project-based, fine. But you know that I know what work they need. I know what questions I need to have ready for them and it works. So those are really the benefits because nobody wants to do everything 
plus in their business, plus then have to do execute on the clients. So it gives you breathing room. Yes. Thank you, Cora, um, for that. So just for those, for the audience that don't know, when she say client manager is really executive virtual assistant, we just use client manager internally. So we just clearing that up so you won't get confused about that. But I also wanted to jump in and give some examples. Another example, Cora did a fabulous job explaining what, you know, the efficiency and productivity and how to improve that through delegation. So when we delegate tasks and responsibilities among our team member, it enhances the overall efficiency, as Cora explained. Like, for example, if we have a project manager and the project manager can, project manager can delegate specific project components to their team members with the relevant, and that's the key thing, relevant skill sets, boom. This is not only, this doesn't only speed up the project completion, but it also ensures that each team member is contributing their expertise and it leads to a higher quality result. Yes, for sure. And I would say Cora's special skill set, I go to her for help every single time, is that team aspect and the efficiency. Because what she was just talking about was how do you make that super effective? You have to first see where people's skill sets lie. I work very similarly to Tiqua and Cora kind of balances that out because she steps in and she's like, so what if someone doesn't have all of the puzzle pieces? What if they don't have all the information? If you assign this to somebody, does this have all the information that that person needs to complete the task with only asking limited clarifying questions and that they can deliver it back to you and they have the information to do that? So we did an overhaul of our whole system and we're now testing it out and it's working because Cora came in and audited that whole process of how does this work for the team as a whole versus working internally with everyone that has the big picture, the person that speaks with the clients and the person that speaks with the internal team and the external team. And if they have the big picture, which CEOs do when a CEO or executive is on that higher level and they're speaking with management level team members, they may not be considering what is being delegated to support staff or someone that is helping in those specialized areas. And that also ties a lot into the fears that we talked about in the last episode, the loss of control and not it not being done right or it not being done the way that the executive or the CEO would want it. And it may simply just be because they don't have all the information they need because you're expecting them to just know. So that was a huge Thing that I think we have now overcome. And that's always Cora's area. I'm like, okay, so when it comes to this, we need to sit down and we need to both review it before giving each other the information. And then once we reviewed it, we have our notes, we come back together and we review it. Okay. So now if we were to give this to someone else, how many questions did you have? Can we answer them? Or can we not? Or what different approach can we take? So just making sure that that's a, as efficient as possible makes the team more productive, which gives you your time back as a leader in the business. Yes, definitely. And what does that scream? If you go back to episode one, it talks about communication. Communication is key, especially when it's to delegation. So giving the team member the all the information that they need in order for them to effectively work out the project or complete the project and get the results that you want to be pleased with is communication, whether video, 
verbally written, however that's going to be. Like Cora said, SOPs, having those written instructions for your business. You should know your business better than anybody else. So you should be able to deliver those uh, instructions from that. However, if there are specialized skill sets that you don't have, then hiring a team. I just recently had a one-on-one with um, someone in my novel organization, and she's a, a coach. And she was just talking how she works with small businesses in regards to organizing and also getting the pr- appropriate team members into your business. Because you can have team members, but do they have the skill sets that are needed? Are you wasting money in your business? Uh, This also ties into the delegation because when you delegate to someone, you want to make sure that that person has the skill sets to be able to carry that out. There are tools out there that I just learned today called Kobe, where they take you take this test and it tells you where you are on the level. I don't know how the levels is level two, three, whatever. But if you are a detailed person you will have to deliver instruction in a detailed way. So now you know how to efficiently delegate stuff because you understand your team members as well. So that is all part of the delegation process as well. So moving on to question two, Tiqua, what does unlocked success through delegation look like? Speaking from you owning an agency and also tips for the possible audience So explain how you kind of went from working on those day-to-day tasks to delegating them to the long-term strategic planning and also in your nine-to-five role as well. It's definitely a strategic focus. That's number one. And when we successfully delegate, it enables us to, as a business leader, to shift our focus from our day-to-day tasks to a long-term strategic planning. And this helps towards the, the growth and innovation of the business. So working as from a nine to five, as a nine to five worker, having an agency and managing a team and also being a coach, that definitely takes some strategic planning. (laughs) You can't just have tasks going on because then you're going to get confused. You're going to get burned out. Like we spoke about on our last, our first part, uh, episode one, where you're going to be overwhelmed with those things. So as an agency owner, I need to ha- I needed to have team members that were strategically skilled in certain things that my clients need in their business. So that required me having to look for those people because it was getting too much for me as an agency owner, where as working a nine to five job and then also managing the clients. Going back to episode one, where we talk about quality, right? You can't overload yourself with so many things and then expect a great results. So I had to make that strategic decision to start bringing in people who are skilled in certain things in certain areas for for them to help manage the agency and also be able to give the best support to our clients because this all ties into delegation. I'm the strategic vision person. And that goes back to with the um, co- the coach that I was speaking to called Kobe. You, your team members need to know how you work and how your mind is. I'm a visionary. And I can say that without even taking, taking the test, that I'm a visionary. And then I want to just delegate down to what my vision is. And that's how I wanted to manage my business. But it was kind of hard to do that. If you have a nine to five, you're a single mom, you have a business and you have a team member. So I had to get organized and really figure out what exactly 
was the vision of my business, the mission of the business, and ultimately at the, the end result is serving others. And how am I going to be able to serve others if my home is not together and I wasn't able to delegate to appropriate people to help me move towards the mission and vision of my business so that now we can continue to serve others who are operating in their zone of genius and their purpose as well. Just taking, uh, we're gonna say David. David, he's a CEO to a small startup, small tech um, company. He delegates routine operational tasks to a capable operation manager, and he delegates the administrative duties to a virtual assistant. So now he can allocate more time to envision the company's future, like me, <laughs> by identifying marketing trends and devising innovative pro product to develop strategies. So by willingly delegating, he strategically shift to be able to lead new product launches and then also expand his market research while driving the company's success. And that is strategic focus us as business leaders should have. I think your point was great about understanding the vision because your team members, even though you shouldn't understand how they work, your team members should also understand your vision or at least at the minimum, your objective of what, where you're trying to go and what your intention is. So I think that was really important. Now moving on to the second point of that question. <laughs> the second point, go, it actually goes right off of what people was talking about. Operational efficiency. So we've already talked a little bit about how effective delegation streamlines daily operations by delegating to the appropriate skills and how it increases your efficiency. But I want to give some tips on how to get there, to spend some time on those strategic, that strategic focus and making sure that you are being the visionary for your business and that you do avoid burnout. How can you do that? There's a lot of methods out there. You can definitely research many different ones, but one that I really push for is time blocking. And if you don't know what time blocking is, is it's setting times on your calendar and it doesn't have to be digitally on your calendar. However, that is the way that I push for and prefer, but setting intentional times where you're focused on either different departments, different projects, or different areas of the business that need attention so that you are fully dedicated to that at that time. I would say I've tried to implement it with many CEOs and executives before, it hasn't always, it does take some habit building. So what I try to do is as the executive assistant is put a meeting on the calendar so that they're reminded that they need to be at a meeting, but the meeting is actually with themselves. So I find that the easiest way to really focus on that vision is really set aside the time for it to not be distracted and really lay those things out, but also having effective task management tools, project management tools, automation, workflows put in place, all of those things is going to help you keep an idea on what you're working on. Cora and I were just talking with a team member about that this week. When I, I really, tech is my thing and I absolutely love ClickUp. I use ClickUp for everything. We're trying to implement for the whole team to use it for everything. To go back to Cora's other point of making sure that we have all the information that we need when we delegate, not only does it allow that, it also gives us the bigger picture. 
It gives us access to manage our own work and what we're doing. And I realized as we're training new team, team members that I didn't always give myself the information that was needed. I kind of just assumed I would know. And I would go back a week later and I would have no clue what that task was for. So really using those tools to its full advantage and getting all the information on there as possible, because even we forget our own notes. Sometimes you'll lose a notepad. Um, sometimes you just have no clue what you scribbled down. <laughs> and sometimes if you're not using the tool effectively, you really have no clue what you're trying to tell yourself when you go back to it. So learning those tools and implementing them helps a lot. as Yeah, well. I like that, Casey. Also, just us as a team operating efficiently, we have really worked really hard since last year, all last year into this year to improve our operational efficiency. And that's one communication and us coming together, kind of looking at what was the bottlenecks, uh, what we can do better to make this work efficiently. So as Casey was talking about, making sure that we have all the information, like say, for example, we have, uh, if we hire a virtual assistant to come in, making sure that we have all the information that is needed to give to them so that they understand it. So a client profile, for example, with their website and their social media so that they can do their homework as well, where we did our homework, but we also want to put the ownership on our team member. Although they are contractors, they are still our team members. So by us doing our due diligence and also give, empowering them to, which Cora will go a little bit more into that, helps us keep the operation running smooth and just having those systems in place where Casey does a great job with ClickUp and making sure that, you know, we have the appropriate pages and that everybody is working out of ClickUp. And then we have Slack, another channel where we do our communications and things like that. So when we are practicing, practicing that internally, then it's really going to show great results when we start working with our clients as well. So Cora, what's your big tip on team empowerment and how did you build that skill set and get so interested in speaking for the question that isn't asked? So I'm nosy. They will tell you I'm nosy. But I'm the quiet nosy, so I don't say nothing. I just watch. And then I'm like, hey, have you ever considered? And they'd be like, how long? And I'm like, just let it go. Um, you have to consider as the CEO, because yes, while I love Power Pro, I still have to run my own business. So I have to take my own whoopings. You don't know what doesn't work until you get a team member. And so who doesn't have FOMO and see all these amazing tools and want to try them all out? And you do. And it's great when it's just you. However, to know if that, that tool is really or that software is really effective, get your first team member. Because if it is challenging for them, nine out of 10, they're not going to use it, which means you just bought something that your team is not going to use. Or you bought something and you're like, just go look in the tutorials. They're not going to look in the tutorials. We're, we're not. We're not going to tell you we're not going to look at the tutorials, but we're not going to look at the tutorials. But we will find the answer to, to do what you are asking us to do but you end up paying more because it's going to take us longer. And so what I realized when I was my lovely journey in virtual assistants, 
CEOs are burned out. They're overwhelmed. And so a lot of times they forget that missing piece before you can delegate, you must train. And because you use the tool, you don't think about training in that particular way because you use it. This is your business. You you do these steps. It comes naturally. You don't think about it until you have a team member being like, so where do I find that bio? Or I was looking for this and I don't know where to go. And it's like, oh, oh, well, it's right here. And it's like, but it's second nature to you but it's not to them. And so delegation has taught us like, okay, is there a more simpler way that we could have streamlined this so that they would have been able, could I have put this all in a folder? Could have been on a Google Drive. They would have access to this link. And so when I onboarded them and we're talking about my company and we're talking about Power Pro, and we're, now they, I'm also letting them know where to find the key stuff for their roles. And so I was nosy. We had our onboarding and I was just looking and taking notes and looking and taking notes. And I patiently waited. And so I was like, hey, Casey, you asked me to do this, but I have no idea where to find it. And she was like, one moment, I'll get back to you. Or I'll be like, hey, Tiqua, I needed this. And she's like, one moment. And so then I'll, they will tell me the steps and then I would write down the steps and then I would, hey, I just wanted to let you know, I wrote down the steps for where you told me to find this. So just in case somebody asks you. And so it was kind of one of those things. I never wanted anybody to be left out. But again, you don't know what you don't know. So it was just you too. So you got to teeter back. So then now that you had a different set of eyes that sees the world or your business a little bit different, different, but still has a buy-in and a passion for it. I'm going to be like, okay, so where can we find all this information? So I'm not having to bug you and wait for you to respond. Because if Casey is in a meeting and Tik was at work and she cannot be I got to go hunt because if this client needs this answer, I got to figure it out. So I wanted to make it as simple as possible, but I can't delegate to a team member and tell them, I want you to be accountable and I want you to be responsible for this, but I'm not, I'm only giving you half the cookie. I want the whole cookie. Give me everything. At least let let me mess up with the whole painting, not part of the painting. Like, can I have all the colors and extra toothbrush and then you can give me feedback versus I have a piece. And so I have to ask you for the next piece. So it's hard when you're by yourself to know the blind spots are the bottlenecks because it's just you. But when you slowly get a team, they're going to help you think outside of the box. And then you'll begin to realize Casey is a whiz on ClickUp. And so I'll be like, need a loom video. I did this, but I think I accidentally deleted it. And she'll send me a loom video. You didn't delete it. You moved it in the wrong spot. This is how you, <laughs> this is how you move it back to the right spot. But it you begin to see people's strengths and their weakness and you help them develop those you help them take those weakness and create a strength and then you find out that's how you find out if hey this person really likes this and i don't think they realize they could be a tech va like yeah i know i really will miss you in the in this in this role but man you're super duper amazing you could go and help me with this website and you get to watch them grow. You don't know that if you don't get to know them, not just for what they can do for your company, 
but who they are and how they think. And so I'm nosy. That's 100% true because that's how I ended up in every role that I've ever been in. Every direction I ever went is for that right there, finding the right people to work with because it also goes on the person that you're hiring as well. Are, are they a good fit for you? But also for the person being hired, is that business a good fit for you as well? So to Cora's point, I've actually been lucky enough to have that in all of my roles of, and that's how I realized my skill sets in the first place. Having somebody that really focuses on those things and focuses on professional development and team empowerment, you get to kind of see where people's skill sets lie when maybe they don't know for themselves as well. Uh, This is something that I definitely prayed about when I was praying for my business is having the right team members on my team. And God really did deliver. And one of the things where we go back to the strategic focus, when you really strategically focusing on your business, you're also thinking about the team members that you want on. And when Cora came on, she was one of those that can look at things and then also tell us certain things that we don't see or we're not doing, not purposely, but what a support staff needs so that we can empower them as well. And not making them feel like they're not part of the team because they're support staff. Everybody is equal in here. And that was one of the things that I really wanted to focus on for my team is team empowerment, right? I empower myself. And I know that when you empower somebody else, it's important, especially if it's coming from a leader. So it's a known fact that when we delegate to our team member, it empowers our team to take ownership of their responsibilities. And this gives them a sense of accountability and also engagement. For example, we love nonprofit organizations. <laughs> that's that's a fact in our, in our agency, especially those who have a cause and a purpose because it aligns with our mission. And our mission is to serve others. And we are in a serving business. So one of our nonprofit organization She was an executive director. She delegated various project management tasks to one of our team members, Casey, (laughs) and based based on her expertise. This empowered her to make decisions and she was able to contribute her ideas. And this enhanced her job satisfaction and motivation to want to do these things. So as a result, the organization achieves its mission more effectively positively impacting its, its, its community that it serves and also demonstrating success through delegation. So that is the power again of delegation. That was the point I was going to make too, is when that team member is empowered to and feels a part of the team and that it's not transactional, then that's where you truly get your time back. When you can fully let go and someone is your partner in it, you get your time back and you get to focus on those things to move the business forward. So our next question is, what are the key steps to successful delegation? But I think we gave some tips and tricks on clearly defining tasks and expectations, identifying the right team members and or virtual assistants, and maintaining open communication and feedback loops. So what I kind of want to skip to is the feedback loops. Um, Having that open communication, how that also goes to feedback and training. So Tika, you want to touch on that one a little bit? 
being able to empower your team is one communication, clear communication. When you clearly define the task and the expectation to your team members, when you are delegating to them, you're handing over a project to your team or even a virtual assistant. And the first step is to kind of paint a, a clear picture of that. So when you are delegating to, to that team, you want to make sure that you have all your ducks in order so that when they come back to you with questions or clarifying questions, you can deliver that to them. And we clearly demonstrated that with my executive assistant, giving her clear expectations on what she needs to do and what her expectation is as my executive assistant. And I will have to say through all the executive assistants I went through, which I asked my team, this is again, when you get in communication from, in, in feedback from your team that I asked them, is my expectation too high? No, you just didn't have the right team member there. So being able to clearly identify that, Casey in turn helped with that. Speaking to her and let her know what the expectations were before even coming to me training her on the relevant things that she needs to be trained on. And then when meeting with me, what my expectation was, which was in alignment with Casey was saying, and then also delivering on those on those tasks. Now, we had some instances where there were some mistakes. We're human. We make mistakes. And I don't, you know, badger anybody if they make mistakes, because I make plenty of mistakes myself. And that's how we're going to learn. But the importance of communication and feedback is important. And I don't make my team members feel like, oh, you made a mistake and you can't do this again. No, I have that conversation where it's like, you're doing a great, fabulous job because I wouldn't say that if she wasn't because she was able to come back with clarifying questions and it wasn't a lot of questions because she understood because she got a clear defined, she got clearly defined on what the task and the expectation was. And then once she got the, the task and what that was, she came back and asked maybe one or two questions just to get clarification on something for her to move on and complete the project. So when you're giving somebody feedback, it's important. We know that as CEOs and leaders in our business that we're bus busy, but it's so important when we go back into the team empowerment to take the time and really give that feedback to your team member to empower them to want to come back to you and ask clarifying questions because you want it done right. You want it done with quality. You want the best results in your business so that it's carried out to the customer satisfaction in your business as well. So you have to make the time to give your team members feedback so that you give them a chance to make it better the next time. So that's my take on that. I would say my personal opinion is that is one of the things that I notice the most is that internally, as well as externally with our clients, that is the main piece of feedback that we do receive is that how well received the feedback is taken, whether that be on our internal team members, our contracted team members, between clients and our client managers, Everyone, no matter which direction it is going, something I always hear within my role when talking with everyone is how well received feedback is. And I would say that that has been like that determining factor, whether a team member or a client 
has been a good fit or not for the company on based on how well that they receive feedback. I would I would go as far to say that because it really encourages you to take those next steps. I would add that communication is it allows for you to see the level of growth. If your team is silent, you should be worried. That is like leaving a three-year-old in the living room with all the dangerous stuff and you don't hear nothing because they're either afraid to ask a question. Right. No, but I mean, they're either afraid to ask a question or they're, you know, they're not comfortable or they're doubting themselves. And you wouldn't like, you wouldn't want to be left out in the high seat. So why would you leave your team? In the beginning, they would Every week we would have, so anybody got questions? Because of course, in the beginning, you want to, you know, show your skills. You want to be the best. So, you know, you want to be like, I got it. But I kid you not, Casey, Ertig will be like, so I haven't heard anything. Are you, is anything? And I would have a boatload of questions and they knew I had a boatload of questions, but I was like, no, I'm going to figure it out. And they're like, well, we could figure it out. I never felt like there was ever a time where there was a dumb question. The dumb question was the one not asked or the one that took forever for me to ask. And they're like, we, the answer is just right here. It's going, it's going to take time for the communication, but as the leadership team and CEO, it was important that even when it was silent, they still was checking on us as a team to just in case, even if it wasn't, even it was a simple, sometimes it was, we just want to see how you're doing. Do you have any feedback? And so instead of, you know, putting the pressure on, do you have any questions for us? Is there any feedback? Is there anything that you noticed? And I was like, what you mean is there feedback? It's only week two. I haven't started. We haven't did anything, but it kept my mind going. It was like, oh, safe space. I can ask a question. So, and then I was like, Casey was like, maybe I shouldn't have not opened this Pandora box because then I got comfortable. And I'm like, I have questions, but they were valid questions. Right. <laughs> They're valid questions. I like that you mentioned that, Casey, because that's what we have as well. We have co working um, hours in the co working space in our Slack channel. And when you as a senior, I don't attend all of them, you know, almost none, but some of them I do attend, I'll pop in or whatever. But as a CEO, even though you have set these things up, you should say, I will be joining a co-working hour between this time and that time, just to pop in with your team members, show your face. And then if they have any questions or anything like that, you can answer those questions. So like Casey said, put some time block on your calendar (laughs) and block out time for your team members because there are the important critical piece of building the success of your business. When your team knows what success look like, they are set up to win. So for example, if you're running a marketing campaign, you want to specify the target audience, the goals, and even prefer strategies. The more detail, the better. It's like it's like handing them like a, a roadmap to success. This is something that is very important to you as a business owner and the success of your business along with your team. Yes. And so let us know in the comments. What are, like, what is holding you back from delegating tasks in your business? And if the co-working hour interests you at all and you don't have a team, 
to delegate to yet because you haven't, like there is something holding you back and you haven't done that. We do have a QR code down in the bottom corner. We are starting and launching a community that can be joined where me and Cora are in and occasionally Tifa because she's busy focusing on strategic tasks now because she delegated. <laughs> um, we will be in there and opening up a co-working hour in this group. And so we are getting ready to launch. And if you're interested in the co-working hour concept and you want to see where to even start or get some expert advice based on certain specialized skill sets and you want some insight, then we will be opening that up and we are open to feedback on it. So let us know what you're looking for. What would a co-working hour interest you for? What are those tasks that you are wanting to delegate that you would bring to something like that? So we would love to get your input on that. So Tiqua, can you share some examples of businesses that achieved success through delegation? Some of our clients. Okay. So one uh we had one client who had a trucking business and there was a lot of things that needed to be set up. It, the whole system needed to set, be set up from the beginning to the end. And she delegated the whole project to our team and made herself available to us for any questions. We had to reach out to third party people and some of the things that we didn't have to answer. And sometimes we didn't have access to her because she was running deliveries herself and didn't have time to answer any questions. So we had to schedule that in. However, because our team, we have a variety of specialized skills where we have someone who do research, someone who can get on Google and figure things out. <laughs> that's what we do as a team. That's, that's why it's great working for PowerPro or being a client of PowerPro because we go above and beyond for our clients even though we don't have all the answers and we don't have all the pieces, but we try to fill in those holes and whatever holes that we don't have, we go back and we ask those clarifying questions. So as a result of helping her from the time of putting out the Indeed posts for truckers to the interview, to sending them to get their drug tests and then onboarding them from, from that, just us building out the system for her. And the, as a result, she was able to get um, hired. I don't remember how many truckers um drivers that she had, but she was able to get the number of people that she needed so that she didn't have to be out in the streets delivering her own packages for her um, trucking business. So that is the power of delegation. Love it. Always love a good success story. And they are coming on the regular. <laughs> so can we provide some insight? into how our listeners can embrace delegation and recommend valuable resources or tools to help them get started on their delegation journey. So Tiko, you want to talk on the time audit assistant and I will try to pull up the link and drop it in the chat. Sure. So if you're a CEO, a director, someone who's just starting out in business or starting to build your team member, we have this time audit assistant that will help you figure out where you need to delegate most. That may look like I need more, I need an administrative assistant because I have a lot of administrative tasks. Or it may look like I need a system set up because all these manual processes where I'm sending follow-up to my clients or sending emails or rescheduling, I need a system in place. That time order assistant will identify where your most of your time is being spent 
And then that will clarify what type of services that you need, what time, what kind of specialized services or skill or skill set person that you need. By doing this time audit assistant, you'll be able to identify it at the end of the month. So at least take at least a month to go through the time order system. It's gonna take some manual entries for you to do, but it's gonna be well worth it at the end because now you're gonna have a clear picture of what type of services that you need to start hiring for team members. It really helps you visually put down your tasks specifically for you individually and see where that 40% of your time is going that you can free up. And then you can either do with that information and find the right team member for your business, or you can reach out to us at Power Pro Assistance and we can have a call and go from there. The next resource is we are going to be hosting a delegation mastery workshop at the end of this quarter. So if you are interested in saving spot before we open registration, going into in-depth knowledge of practical skills and personalized guidance on effective delegation. Don't miss the opportunity to supercharge your business growth. And so if you are interested in that workshop, let us know in the comments, reach out to us in a DM, whether it be on Facebook or Instagram, or email us at info at powerproassistance.com and we will get to your inquiry. And we are going to hopefully be launching our first quarterly workshop that is going to stay in alignment with our quarterly theme for these podcast episodes. In closing, we have explored the transformational power of delegation and unlocking success for you, for businesses from strategic focus to operational efficiency and team empowerment. We've highlighted the key pillars of delegation success. As we wrap up this episode, remember that delegation isn't just a tool, it's a strategy that can lead to a significant business growth in more time for your priorities. So stay engaged with us by sharing your thoughts and experiences related to delegation. You can do that on our social media platforms and engage with our social posts for this quarter. And you can also, in our upcoming episodes, we'll continue to provide practical insights and tips to help you harness the true potential of delegation and how that will benefit your business. Thank you to our fellow chaos coordinators for tuning in to an episode of Chaos to Control with the Power Pro Assistance team. We look forward to sharing more insights and strategies with you in our future episodes. Until then, stay inspired, stay motivated, and stay in control, one strategy at a time.